This is Modern Guild. What's Friday good? Friday fun hour. Yeah, Friday <laughs> afternoon fun hour. Friday drive. No, we, we say morning drive, don't we? It's uh, we can't say Friday drive as well. Um, yeah. TGI Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Here to talk about the act of killing over work drinks with your colleagues. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is a little bonus episode. It'll be episode nineteen point one. Because uh, that's interesting. So it's not a full episode, so it wouldn't make any sense to make it episode twenty. No. That's nice that we're gonna that we're approaching our twentieth episode though. Yeah. Perhaps in the future, um, you know, when we're reunited and uh, at long last, mm. we could live stream the act of killing on a couch, bottle of fucking heroin. A bottle of heroin. Yeah. <laughs> um, we could do that, definitely. Yeah. Do you mean like watch it? Is that what you? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just live stream watching. Right. It, yeah, and, I get uh, you. Just, just the slow decline into the void. Mm, some sort of um, like sexual yeah, voyeurism for the <laughs> yeah. online community who like watching uh, straight white males wince. <laughs> We have a whole lot of plans for you folks out there, so uh, stay tuned. <laughs> um, so, as we've alluded to, this uh, episode is going to be a little uh, reaction to both of our recent viewing of the documentary film The Act of Killing, which is a 2012 film by Joshua Oppenheimer. Damon, why don't you just fucking take us away, man? Just uh, start talking. Yeah, so this this whole documentary is essentially on these atrocities that were committed in uh, Indonesia. Um, I'm just going to bring up the actual thing, which I know I should have done before, but I didn't, so whatever. So this documentary filmmaker Joshua Oppenheimer goes to Indonesia and finds these mass executioners who killed... I think it was a million plus communists mm -hmm. um, in the period of 1965 to 1966 and challenges them to reenact their killings using various forms of Western media. So anything they'd like. Um, and they can reenact it through musical or Western or noir or whatever they choose to, to reenact it to. Um, and, and that's kind of like the whole documentary is the process of them reenacting how they murdered and butchered people and Joshua filming it, as well as getting an idea for like the larger scene happening in Indonesia at the time, um, which was the killers being glorified and going on national TV and talking about how they brutally executed communists um, to the cue of applause by the audience uh you know it's just such a fucking there, there's so many scenes in this that i you can't describe without watching it like just go watch the film basically you know and, and get uh, an idea of it but there's, there's several scenes where they will like talk about how they've killed you know thousands thousands and thousands of fucking people and you'll hear this like weird tv audience on parts of it where it's like ah yeah, like his fucking friends or Will and Grace or some shit. <laughs> uh, this is 
probably um, the finest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It is brutal. As I mentioned in a previous episode, I vow to never watch it again. And I watch it again. Um, I always go back to it. I spent three months living in Indonesia and it was like a pretty formative time. So, you know, this kind of like helps me understand what the fuck went on as well. Um, you know, it's just, it's fucking good. Anyway, that's my little sum up. Mm. Something that I found really eye-opening about it was the observations that it makes about Indonesian society in the present as well. So mm. just so the audience sort of understands the format of the film, in between uh, sort of behind-the-scenes production shots of these guys working on their uh, reenactment film, they, they follow around these figures who are now sort of these uh, really wealthy, powerful, strong men in Indonesian society and uh, almost have like celebrity status because they're known as these notorious mass killers who um, were able to get sort of uh, immunity after the, after the fact because essentially they wound up on the correct side of history. So it follows these guys around as they move through these Indonesian neighborhoods and they participate in local political campaigns and um, just go around by talking to these local children and shit like this. And you, even like um, you see them going around the neighborhood just extorting these local shopkeepers, um, oh, yeah, <laughs> just demanding money and like, they basically run a protection racket. Another little event that was really interesting is where like one of these um, former paramilitary executioners it decides he's going to run for parliament and just runs this kind of like <laughs> shitty sham election campaign based on like future bribes. And he's going around to all of these people in the street and they're just like, well, like, are you going to give us shit? If you want us to fucking vote for you, like, where are your gifts? And he's like, oh, well, like, I'll give them to you after I'm elected. And maybe this documentary just was able to um, unveil like a an odd... Uh, minority or underbelly in Indonesian society uh, where bribery and corruption is common. But like, it seems to me that, you know, Indonesian society still has like a lot of woes to, to work through. Or maybe like that's just a part of their culture and oh, to an outsider, dude. it seems obscure, you know. It's, that's the way it rolls, man. Mm. Um, it's not just Indonesia, but tribute is kind of like a well-formed concept. So I feel like in a lot of um, Southeast Asia and whatnot, which is, you know, the way it was described to me is like, you give tribute to people to make sure, you know, that you have, you can get something done or something won. Mm. And that means like bribing off cops if, you know, you want to get off a speeding ticket or uh, anything. So, but yeah, it also is like legit just extortion. Now, what did you think about Herman? Because, okay, so there's, there's a bunch of like different characters in it um you know and i i fucking cannot wait to hear your take on anwar um who's sort of like the main uh executioner within the whole film who's you know mainly what the film sort of focuses mm -hmm. on and herman's an interesting like a like i found him a really interesting character and personally he reminds me of a lot of like hunter s the lawyers uh hunter s thompson's lawyer mm -hmm. anyway but yeah what, what was your take on herman um <laughs> Man, I, I think that Herman was ultimately a fucking sociopath. Um, yeah. Obviously, so like uh, this guy Herman was another one of the paramilitary leaders who had 
personally uh, seen to the execution of like hundreds of people. Um, and it's really interesting because he, well, all of these guys have actually created this detachment from their past and the acts that they've committed. Uh, and they kind of create this facade of humor and braggadocia and bravado um, to separate themselves from it. And what I found really interesting though, is that Herman had these sensitive layers to his personality. Um, I won't give away this crucial point in the film because for any listeners, should, I think they'll probably, they'd probably prefer it not spoiled. But Should we have a spoiler section of this? Because I feel like we, we should have a spoiler section for a very particular scene I want to talk to you about. Yeah, yeah, sure, we'll do that. Uh, we'll we'll leave end. that to the end, yeah. yeah. But um, right. so what I found, yeah, most compelling about Herman is that Obviously, he's this like fucking maniacal freak who uh, goes around Jakarta just extorting people for money, intimidating people, like drag- dressing in drag. Yeah, dragging so around this scenes. history of violence while also just loving dressing as like an obese woman. Um, and but then reveals this weird gentleness and tenderness to him. Um, yeah. But what's really interesting is that. Um, I think that tenderness was only brought about through the connection that he was able to form through violence with another person because Mm. they've both committed these atrocities together and they kind of did these things hand in hand and they are the only two people who understand each other and they're the only ones that they feel truly close to and that's why he's able to show compassion to like a fellow fucking murderer. Um, What what, what did you think about him? I like I watch this and I see people that I grew up with. I see mm-hmm. times that I've had with people that I grew up with. Yeah, right. Um with crazy weird characters and everything, but none of my buddies ever killed anyone. You know what I mean? So it's just it's fucking so hard for me to watch this movie. Um and every time I do a little piece of me dies and that's fine mm-hmm. because it's so good I'll probably watch it once more at least yeah i'm sure uh but that's the thing that fucks me up man is like all of the characters i feel like oh yeah it kind of like you really remind me of so-and-so who's a little off the fucking you know thing and they're kind of crazy mm-hmm. and shit um but you know you hear the way that they relate to the times that they've had when they're young and how it was oh, the glory days oh you know we we're like walking around we we're like gangsters and yeah we were yeah driving around in these cars and we fucking killed people you know like and it's just it's really disturbing to me how much i'm like i've had these conversations with you know people that i know so when i see someone like herman he just reminds me of of like funny fat dudes i know, you know <laughs> like the funny fat guy who's like real loose like i fucking knew a funny fat guy like herman i feel growing up yeah right he's like you know he was at all the parties i went to and he was real loose and he took like a shit on a cop car uh you know and just did like fucked up stuff and so you know i see someone like that and i'm like oh yeah you know it's it's kind of like weirdly relatable Mm. um but he's a bastard he's a he's a fucking mutant yeah he's he's a a fucking piece of shit um yeah and and i don't when, it, when I try and reconcile this in my mind, um, because you have to after a film like this, I can't just watch it and put it down and go away. Like it requires a lot of sort of like deep thinking mm-hmm. and, and, you know, self-reflection. And I think, you know, like what, what are we all capable of at the end of the day? You know, like what, like the fucking funny fat guys I knew, could they have been murderers in another context? Yeah. Well, that raises 
the question that I was um, going to lead into next. Um, and that's the question of whether or not you think that the lead characters in this documentary can be viewed as victims themselves. Because obviously these guys are perpetrators of atrocities that essentially cannot be forgiven. Um, and mm. the amount of pain that they've inflicted on other people in the world will far outweigh the pain that they experience themselves. But mm. do you think that it is possible to uh, understand these guys as victims of circumstance and context and greater forces? Or do you think that ultimately um, they're just uh, like they're, they are evil actors? I, tell you, I, tell you, I sort of feel like we're just going to eventually just going to have to move into the spoiler section because it's just that's the fucking meat of it. Hang on. So much Let, let's try and postpone but, it a little right. bit. So, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> so, like, essentially, do you think that it's possible to view these guys as victims in their own right? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I actually do. And, and, and that's not at all forgiving. They, they will never get forgiveness. And, and in a weird way, man, I think um, there's a crime in there. There's, there's something about the fact that they'll never be punished that I think might go beyond... Uh, punishment in a way yeah i understand and, and and i really want to talk about this with you and we'll talk about it in the spoiler section but you know there's there's a few scenes where you just get the fucking idea of the fact that they know what they've done they're not like mm -hmm. that stupid mm. and they have to live with it and not only do they have to live with it they have to live with the fact that they'll never be punished yeah and they'll be and, and in a weird way it almost seems worse I, this wouldn't be the same story if it was about like uh, you know the mosque shooter or something like that, the mosque terrorist um, in Christchurch. Yeah. And if because because he's sitting in a fucking jail cell, and no matter what sort of film you make about it, you're talking to a guy who committed an atrocity, who's um, been punished by the system, and it kind of seemed like well, you know, uh, the system worked to the degree that we punish someone for something bad. Mm -hmm that happened whereas in this system it's different than that they've achieved um assumedly some form of wealth uh mm. you know and fame they've definitely achieved fame and um no fucking denying that i think it's you know? it's the closest real world equivalent to immortality yeah it's like a greek myth yeah it, it it's is the fucking ah what's the it's the myth of uh, i can't remember the name of it but it's the guy who gets uh chained to the cliff where the crows fucking eat him for eternity yeah um but the crow is the guy's mind you know and it's mm. like there's just something about it that's so horrifying beyond being thrown in prison yeah it's like worse than worse than a prison sentence maybe i i don't know but i could i just can't so reconcile that an, another thing that allowed me to develop some form of sort of sympathy towards these guys was that there's a scene where um, they're recreating uh, a raid on a village that these guys all took part in back in the 60s where they, this paramilitary group that they were all a part of, um, swooped in on this rural um, vil village in the jungle and essentially rounded up all of the people and dragged away the men uh, and had their way with them. Um, and this, this recreation um, is done really well and they managed to like emulate the chaos of the scene really strongly to the extent that some of the men are crying and the, the women and children who, are, who understand that they're obviously just acting for this production are even really distraught and because I guess they hold the collective memory of what had happened there in the past. Um, 
but one of the men who I don't think he's actually named, um, but he is he does feature pretty prominently. He revels in it, man. He fucking loves it. And he's sitting there and he's telling these stories in the most braggadocious and glorifying way about uh, anything that moved, he would just rape when he went in there. And he's like, he said he would find woman and if he was lucky, he'd find a 14-year-old and he would say, it's going to be hell for you, but heaven on earth for me. Yeah, um, I remember that. And like, that's the difference between, I think, just a completely evil monster and these guys who you and I are talking about. Um, so yeah. Anwar and Herman. So I think mm. to be able to, to revisit it and to be steeped back in the violence and then yeah. for your reaction to it to be this sort of like celebration and you're like yeah man that was my shit whereas it was his glory days yeah exactly um and i mean there are there were other guys um similar to that who had (sighs) yeah but um there's there's people that profited off it mm -hmm. and their showcase and they are like some of them are honest like weirdly like the newspaper guy was just like yeah i fucking you know like killed hundreds of communists i would just you know and, and not only that i made them look bad Using the media. It's just like, he didn't fucking care. Speaking of these sort of like uh, blatantly uh, crass or honest people, um, there was the the old rich dude who had like the sort of pretty young wife and the teenage daughter um, whose name was Adi Zakaldri or Zakaldri, who was He's also the other executioner, another right? executioner. Yeah, and it's, uh, in the opening uh, scene, I mean, sorry, in the first scene where he appears, he steps out of a plane on the runway and starts to walk down the steps of the plane perfectly. I don't know how they could have hoped for anything better. He's wearing a T-shirt that says apathetic. That's her mate. Yeah. yeah, to the T. And like then throughout his time in the documentary, he goes on to, to justify his actions and explain why he doesn't feel a, a pang of guilt and that he's he's fucking lived with it and managed to in, almost incorporate it into his identity yeah eddie was a weird like weirdly intelligent yeah he was very smart man he he fucking knew like he has this rant um where he talks about president bush and he talks about the geneva conventions because the creator of the documentary basically asked him uh you know well I, I can't remember exactly what it was response to it was essentially like you would be convicted of war crimes um by the geneva conventions and he kind of just fucking nails the answer perfectly without an absolute you know without, without a, hesitating without hesitating which goes to show that he's he's told himself the same thing over and over and over he's yeah. brainwashed himself you know he's i'm sure he's laid awake at night reciting these responses and building a logical argument in his own mind to be able to subdue his worries um, yeah i want to try and uh bring it up because it's just like um uh maybe i can't but uh it's just like the the way that he responds to it is so fucking um brilliant where he talks about like president bush and guantamino bay and how you know winners define who won and um you know in in the face of like an atrocity Mm -hmm. and he's a winner so he gets to define who was right and who was wrong who was right Mm. um but at the same time preceding that scene he had talked about how uh the guilty sorry how like 
they were crueler than the communists. So yeah. He's well aware of what he did, mm-hmm. you know, as well, like more so than Anwar was, which was interesting to me that he can reconcile the fact that he had been crueler as well as, um, you know, as well as being a winner in the face of what he imagined had to be done during that period. One um, scene that I think showed a lot of insight into the way um, that Adi thought about the world or had convinced himself to think about the this past that they share is um, another one of the men says, um, yeah, we were crueler than the communists, but there's a difference between cruel and sadistic or cruelty and sadism. And mm. Adi says, no, there's not. They're synonyms. And the guy goes, no, there is. Sadism and cruelty are not the same thing. We were sadistic. The communists were cruel. And this guy goes, shut up, you're playing with words. Like, you're speaking nonsense. But, like, that guy is cottoning on to a really important distinction. Like, yeah, the communists probably did some, like, cruel, violent things. But, like, these guys were straight up fucking sadistic. But Adi has um, grouped himself in with... He's managed to... um, to lump everything together to put it on the same uh, tear of violence or yeah. like, I- immorality. Um, yeah, yeah. Should we? Uh, I-, I know you're itching to get into this um, sort of uh, talk about the final scene. So let's. Oh no no no! We'll chat about everything, but yeah, we can move into spoilers. Before we do that, though, I really want to know what your whole impression was of the film. Um, mm, okay. As a high level thing. Um, so first of all, I should um, explain that. You watched the director's cut. I watched the theatrical cut because uh, I wasn't sort of aware that. Oh, I've seen both. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. so I'm not sure what I've missed out on in the director's a cut. A lot of Herman scenes. A lot of right. really good Herman scenes. Not the core stuff, though. Yeah. Okay. I, to anyone listening, 100% watch the director's cut. Um, but also you get the gist of it. Like you get everything in the theatrical. Mm. It's just the director's cut. You get a lot more of herman yeah other other more character development i suppose um yeah my overall impression of the film um was that it's obviously haunting really heavy and i think is an important film and well executed but not good does that make sense like i didn't even even the the scenes where i was thinking to myself like wow this is really impactful and scintillating and it got my mind racing like for some reason i wasn't kind of enjoying it or feeling that engaged with it and i think it's because of the really dry way that the film is executed um and maybe that was like an intentional choice in that it didn't try and present anything in like a sort of aesthetic or exciting way all it wanted to do was just show the the bread and butter of the story um and i guess i can appreciate that but I would still maybe give this like a three and a half stars. Um, I'm obviously, I imagine you give it a five. <laughs> oh yeah, I think this is the most important thing I've seen. Mm, like, right. You know, I, th- I think this is like um, just so brutal. Mm-hmm. And it's like the only thing that's made me react this way is threads. You know, like it's like like watching the terror, and that's a hypothetical situation. Yeah. You know, this is real, man. This fucking happened. Mm-hmm. in living memory um yeah i can definitely understand that sentiment i i don't think the director's cut offers that much more mm-hmm. um you know in terms of style or whatever uh you you know except like i said there's more herman shots which i personally enjoy um you know get to know yeah yeah more. 
Um, <laughs> and there's some other things that are a little more fleshed out um, that I don't think were in the theatrical cut. Of, yeah. You know, Another thing that I would have liked to see a bit differently would I'd like there to be sort of more of a distinct narrative um, because I feel as though there are a lot of uh, fragmented groups of shots that aren't very well tied together in terms of the process of going from A to Z in terms of their recreation of their story. Um, yeah. And there are, there are times where I... May, and maybe this is, again, maybe it's the point and I can understand why, that would, why this would be powerful. There were times where I wasn't sure if we were seeing a scene that was the present-day reality or a past reenactment. Oh, right. Uh, it's all present-day. Oh, no, I know, uh, but what I mean is... Oh, okay, right. Yeah. I, I wasn't... Uh, there were times, particularly like the talk show scene, where I wasn't yeah. sure if they were on a present-day Indonesian talk show talking about making the reenactment, or they were reenacting being on an Indonesian talk show. But anyway, that's much of a muchness. It's just neither here nor there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, 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 cool. It's... Uh... I, yeah, I, I don't really know where to, to go with that. I, I think I fucking 100% understand what you mean. It, it's like very much like a, a series of vignettes, like yeah. a series of shots, mm -hmm. and, you know, it's just kind of presented. And it's just sort of like it put is. together. Yeah, it's um, um, very much like just sort of dumped on the table and loosely arranged, and it's like, here you go, make of this what you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's it's just... The editing isn't very sophisticated or sort of tasteful or anything um mm. but i mean it probably adds to the brutality of the the whole thing yeah if you like that sort of thing if you like kind of like like a lynch style to directing because it's kind of like maholland drive in the sense that it's just these like, mm -hmm. like here's a clip and then here's another clip and then here's another clip yeah. there's like shit loads of that in the director's cut um and it's even kind of like more obscure it's very much like you get into the mood of it and it's like you know that draws you in and everything but i mean the message is important regardless yeah absolutely you know, where you take it because not many people know about the atrocity man the fact that i wasn't aware of it till i watched the movie that a million people had been massacred in the 1960s mm. you know which is like well, when has that happened when have we had that sort of scale of like devastation and murder um enacted by the state oh dude are you serious like so often <laughs> well, a million people though like, i'm yeah. talking on that scale yeah absolutely well, yeah yeah but i mean since the 1960s oh no that's happened a lot um really yeah like um you have uh rwanda um there were when was rwanda i thought that was back in the 1940s no no i'm pretty sure it was like the 70s or 80s um oh okay well i stand correct <laughs> no that's uh, um <laughs> yeah. there was like saddam hussein's purge in iraq uh you got north korea um the, oh, wow. the death toll was hundreds of thousands in bosnia and herzegovina or in, right. in um the former yugoslavia um i think under pinochet and chile you had sort of tens of thousands um there are yeah, this is just sort of off the top of my head, but there are so many examples. Um, so, yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh, this we is... don't know at all. Yeah. yeah, there we go. I mean, there we have it. China, the Great Leap yeah. Forward. All right, all um, right, all right. You, you brutalized me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. um, at this point, it's just a slaughter, man. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I stand corrected. But but anyway, the, my point standing is the fact that it's just like a, a heinous atrocity that I wasn't aware of mm. until I watched this documentary. No, I I even as someone who apparently has some sort of like old knowledge of genocides, I actually didn't know about the Indonesian genocide. So there you go. Yeah. I need to take a piss. Can we take a piss break? Absolutely. All right. I'll be back soon. Sounds good. All right, what up? What up? Yeah, all right. So moving on to the spoiler section. Yep, we'll uh, officially declare it. So what was the spoiler regarding Herman that you touched on? Right, okay. So the the scene where he reveals this odd level of compassion and humanity was when they're shooting the scene uh, where Anwar is playing the interrogation victim and he's being tortured in the newspaper office um and it gets to the point where they uh start mimicking choking him with the wire uh the wire length which was one of the common methods of murder that they used because it was efficient and quick and was innovative method of killing people he's very mm. proud at the start of the film i think where he mentioned yeah he had come up with this fantastic system that uh, allowed him to murder more efficiently. Uh, with with less of a mess made from the blood. Um, and <laughs> yeah. so they get to the point where they're halfway through fake strangling him um, and he starts to sort of cry and just kind of wave his hand, motioning that he's tapping out and that he just can't keep filming. Um, and in that moment... We later find out that he's had the realization, or he's had he's experienced the feeling of what he thinks his victims might have felt. Um, mm. So he's kind of come full circle in a sense, um, and I think he crosses this critical point where he finally realizes the gravity of what he's done and truly deeply regrets it. So he's you see this man who's like an old man as well we should point out maybe 65 or 70 um who at this point in, up until his life hasn't really questioned his actions that much um Have a little alcohol exactly a little little uh, what ecstasy. you say ecstasy and cha-cha cha-cha um yeah suddenly he becomes like a shell of a person and his whole world is changing and um herman is sort of conscientious enough to realize what's happening to his friend and he he says like i think he says stop filming get him some water blah 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 and he kind of you know grabs his hand and he's trying to like comfort him and just really be there for him um mm. which is for me came really left of field um obviously i knew they were great friends but i didn't know that herman was capable of that level of compassion oh there's just something oh dude there's something in that man mm. like herman loves anwar he does yeah a lot the same way i feel i love my friends mm -hmm. it's just like yeah the way that he just goes he's like goes out of his way to comfort yeah to, to care for him yeah and to like and you, and you look at it and you just think what in, in a fuck? really intimate way as well <clears throat> like the in a way that most friends don't even do like you it's <clears throat> some yeah um that interaction between those two looks like the interaction you might have with five people throughout your life maybe um, yeah that you deeply connect yeah with them. exactly you know? um yeah and i mean going forward from that point um i i 
I feel the only further shots they show of Herman, um, actually, I'm not sure if he features further. I'm actually getting confused about another another section. But then we move on to the the scene where with Anwar they revisit um, the physical location that they were at earlier in the film, where he first demonstrates his efficient method of killing. Um, yeah, and they go back there again, and he. It seems as though his body exercises some kind of demon. Like yeah. he, it, I, I suppose, like physiologically, he's vomiting. He's like having this nauseous, uh, like gut wrenching, a kind of dry heaving response to the the stimuli of the physical location combined with his newfound realizations. But mm. the sounds that he makes and the movements that his body makes and the way that he looks while it happens, it, it really seems like something is leaving him. How do you fight? What was your reaction when you saw that scene? You know? I was really confused and pretty amazed, I, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I expected something like that, but he doesn't vomit. Like, you don't see any vomit. It's almost like this invisible thing leaving him, which is why, I, which is why I... Yeah compared it to an exorcism because anyone who goes and watches this will understand when they see it um mm-hmm. you see when you see those videos of like evangelical exorcisms or whatever the fuck in like those hectic southern churches in the united states and whatnot it seems like a similar the body convulses and you're expunged of your sin and guilt or whatever yeah. um and maybe that can happen to a person what do, yeah, what do this, you think about it it's it is supernatural it was like yeah there was something about it, but there's this horrifying feeling I had. So <clears throat> watching that, there was this thing where I just I just felt like, you know, he has to live with that feeling the rest of his fucking life. And I can I can only imagine it's the worst thing that you could experience as a human being. The sense that you've you have truly sinned. And there's a, there's a couple lines of dialogue he has right towards the end of the movie. After he's sort of, you know, gone through the scene of reenacting a um, murder that he had committed uh, where he's in the place of the murder of the wire around his throat where he looks at Joshua and he says, you know, Joshua, I, um, I feel horrible. Like, do you think that that's how the people that I killed felt? Mm. And Joshua says back, uh, you know, they, they felt much, much worse. worse because, you know, they knew they were going to die, whereas you were in a film. And there's this hollowed look that cannot be recreated at all mm-hmm. through, through anything that, I've, that, that I don't think I've ever seen in a person's face mm. before, where he looks back at the camera and he just says, like, I've done that to so many people, to thousands of people. Yeah. Like, and it's hollow. And then it cuts to the scene where he's back at the office describing what happened. Um, and that's when he starts vomiting or doing or like convulsing and, and fucking breaking down. And it's just like a, the mind can't take it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I don't think he will ever get redemption for what he's done. And well, Anwar's dead now. He died earlier this year. Oh, right. Okay. And I don't, I truly believe that he is haunted still. I'm sure of it. The haunting of what happened to him just seems so beyond anything that I, you can comprehend. Mm. It's just, it truly was like all the demons suddenly coming back and fucking well possessing him. The the act of reenacting past trauma is something that's somewhat common in sort of like psychotherapy, as far as I'm aware. Um, yeah. And 
what is sometimes done for the uh, person receiving treatment or counseling or whichever phrase you want to say they they reenact past trauma but uh, with different outcomes in their reenactment so uh, if for example if you're trying to get come to grips with the fact that you killed someone in your reenactment you might come close to committing the act and then decide I don't want to and apologize to the person or whatever um, and I wonder if um, this reenactment although they were reenacting <laughs> killing the fact that Anwar was able to um, reenact a murder that he committed but in the position of the victim and then cut it short um, might have actually been that kind of uh, reconciliation for him and that mm -hmm. that was what was required to really break him down in order to make him whole again obviously at the end of the documentary we don't see resolution in him we only see that that final scene where he reaches he breaks down um but um in, in the final scene uh the camera is the camera frames him leaving through the doorway stepping out into the night um and to me that seemed like somewhat of a resolution in it that uh in the suggested uh degree of peace to me um do you reckon do you reckon Enwar ever gets peace i personally just think that um he i, I don't know mm. but i can only feel that he must be haunted till the day that he died yeah look okay maybe maybe he doesn't get peace maybe he it's not like he spends the rest of his day skipping around in a field of flowers yeah yeah but yeah, yeah. but i think he gets what is important and that is his humanity back you know i think True. i think i think being made to feel regret and pain for what he did is in a weird way his own piece like he he gets to return to the the realm of the living and can connect with other people again that's what we give prisoners man. you know like that's that's it it's like the horror for me is the fact that these guys don't get punished you know and they have to live with the fact that th there's this fantastic movie um that we might maybe at some point we'll do a watch i think this is going to become a more regular thing anyway mm -hmm. talking on hayden's behalf you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh called crime and punishment by woody allen mm -hmm. and it's about a guy that commits a heinous crime is it and based on the book live with it. no oh right uh, okay. loosely in like a woody allen way right like, you know yeah it is but in like a wanky way that no it isn't uh um, okay in the same way that i'm sure like a lot of directors have done like based on blah 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 yeah yeah read the book and they have a loose understanding of what it's about yeah although woody allen i'm sure has read crime and punishment um but anyway the whole book is about sorry the whole movie is about this guy that commits this atrocity and then has to live with the fact and reconcile in his mind what he's done um and that you know he might not get punished and and in a way it's worse it's like you might get away with it. You might succeed. You might succeed because of what you've done. You might get rewarded for heinous crimes. Mm. And I think there's more times in someone's life where they look back on what they've done, where they might say, I may have succeeded because of the crimes that I've committed and I knew they were crimes anyway. Yeah. And how do you reconcile that? 
you know it's it's a good question <laughs> is that worse that's almost worse than being punished in my eyes you know because mm. like you're punished you you can accept it you can reform you can like be like well i did something horrible i don't know if there's any way that anwar for the fuck like the crimes he's committed is just beyond comprehension you know murdering over a thousand people mm -hmm. is just it's beyond anything that you can understand and hand to hand as well um it's yeah. not like he was uh sort of using an electric chair or shooting these people from a distance or uh flying a, a uh fighter jet you know shooting missiles at people on the ground or saying let's drop the bomb on hiroshima yeah like you know he's yeah he's looking the people in the eye and using his hands to take their life out of them um yeah hacking fucking heads off putting putting pieces of wood in people's asses until they die oh yeah um, yeah that was like yeah uh yeah so man he's a fuck he's a fucking there, there's no you could you could sit here and you could use every single word in the fucking english language to try and describe how horrible he is and what he's done mm -hmm. and you won't do it justice so there's no point in even doing it he's just he's done horrible horrible things mm. and he's you know uh rotten to the core but um you know i don't i don't know if there's any way that you could even enact justice on such a horrible fucking crime because it's so mind-boggling and i don't know if there's any justice available which is almost worse in my eyes i don't i don't know though well i mean i think the only justice is death for him there's no no just there's no real justice the closest thing you could ever have to justice is just a swift death in my opinion um, but yeah. that, that's a whole other conversation. Um, what I, you could try and... Oh, sorry, go sorry. What I wanted to just mention is that um, another thought that I had while I was watching this is that... And I, I found this quite confronting, personally, because this made me understand about myself my capacity for forgiveness. And I, I wouldn't have thought of myself as a very forgiving person. There are people in my life who have done things to me that haven't been physically violent or haven't really had a long-term negative impact on my life who I just probably feel no need to forgive or want to forgive. But honestly, at the end of this, I wanted to forgive Anwar. Oh, fuck, I'm so happy you said and that. And, like, yeah. I, I didn't ever think that I would forgive someone who had killed thousands of people. Like, why it goes against all fucking... Uh, logic and rationalism but maybe I, I, I don't understand it you know what I mean it makes no fucking sense that's what I said to you yesterday is uh, I just pulled up our chat or we were like talk, talking and I said the act of killing is making me think how retarded western debates are compared to like true atrocity mm. and it's just true. it doesn't mean anything and I I'm like fucking bitter at people for like calling me a faggot <laughs> yeah you know like just like dumb shit like that and mm. i'm like you fuck you a curse on your name and your 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 family and house. your kids yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> a thousand plagues and it's just who gives a fuck mm. this is also stupid there's, there's nothing you know and the feeling that i have after um seeing this is just energyless and energy Leadness. there's nothing left it's like a void it's like my whole body's fucking emptied itself um <laughs> uh just like everything because this this is beyond comprehension and it's it's uh you you want to welcome anwar and, and everyone back into humanity where they might be punished 
for a crime within comprehension. Mm. Yeah, you know? it's for the murder of one. You know, not I'm for the murder of a thousand. I, I'm really glad that we're having this conversation because the more we talk about it, the higher my rating for the movie is getting. <laughs> um, that's good, and yeah. I, I feel as though you knew that that's what was going to happen well, for me. Um, but because yeah, the the thing you have to understand, man. Oh, sorry, sorry. Carry on. Well, right. what I was, what I was going to say then is that like this movie ultimately it's it's making me think and feel a lot of things. It's probably teaching me several lessons, but I think one of the the main takeaways for me, in light of what I just said about uh, becoming newly aware of my own capacity for forgiveness, is that um, this movie is shows that I think sometimes the greatest humanity is found in the most extreme circumstances. And that sometimes it's a cliche, but you have to fucking go through hell to get to heaven or, or whatever. Mm. Um, yeah. And that maybe if we didn't know about this story, like I wouldn't learn this. I wouldn't learn the value of compassion mm. or I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's, I think a really important thing to touch on. Because in the face of this, in the face of true horror, like horror to the point that it's beyond comprehension, it's it's true. Mm. It's it's real. Mm-hmm. It's the it's not your fucking you know run of the mill thing. This is I you can't imagine it. It's so bad. Um, you really do learn that lesson, and everything else is thrown in perspective. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, now yeah, the guy that calls me a faggot, you know, like that doesn't matter. The guy that beats me up. That doesn't matter either, you know, and it's like you, you show everything, you, you're showing the, the absolute worst of the worst of anything that you could fucking comprehend. I, I can't imagine it gets worse than Anwar, and if it does, it doesn't matter, because at a certain point, it's like, had he killed 2,000, had he killed 100,000 with his fucking bare hands, it doesn't matter. There's just this point where it's like so fucking beyond anything, it's like, whatever, and you still want to forgive him. And you still want to have a beer with them. And you still want to fucking sit there and light a smoke and just fucking be silent for five to ten minutes, you mm-hmm. know, and sit there with them. And, and it's like, that to me is just so mind-blowing, man. Mm. Like how, how can that happen? How can you watch this and want to do that? I don't know about you, but that, that's, I just wanted to fucking light a ciggy. For sure, yeah. <laughs> and, and that might not sound like anything to some people, but for me, that's always been an act of like, you know, some kind of like brotherhood. Connectedness. Like, you know, just sit there and just kind of like for the five to ten minutes it takes, you know, and just, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, it, mm. I think it, yeah, maybe points to the fact that we're all uh, far more connected to one another than we'd like to think um let's fucking wrap Absolutely. it up great yeah. to end on um, yeah fucking a so once again this was our reaction to the act of killing by joshua oppenheimer um you should find a way to pay to go and watch this um like i did <laughs> and go go watch the director's cut um it's it's uh, about half an hour longer and it's well worth it just because Herman's a minor character in the theatrical and you really get to know Herman better. Um, and he's such a fucking, you know, another part of it. There's all those, there's a, there's some other scenes involving um, Anwar confronting the ghost that oh, has haunted cool. him. 
Uh, yeah, and you see a little bit of that in the theatrical, but you get a long extended cut of it in the director's cut, um, where he really starts opening up about the first time that he's been haunted by um, those that he killed. So anyway, check it out, pay for it. It's fucking good. Uh, I'm amazed that this thing was made in the first place. Joshua Oppenheimer. It does sound like, it does feel like a miracle, right? Um, Yeah, it does. There's actually a sequel. Um, the sequel is actually incredibly more depressing than this. Uh, and I, every time I watch the act of killing, I'm like, I'm not watching that shit again. Um, you know, but, uh, I am legit not watching the act of silence twice. No fucking way. Like, oh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to check it out. out. Yeah, do check it out. We can chat about that. Yes. But it's just like, it is so fucking gnarly, man. It is just like, uh, the act of silence is Joshua Oppen on Anwar's suggestion. It's fucking really interesting. Joshua Oppenheimer goes and confronts, uh, goes and gets a victim of the communist killings and takes him to confront the people that killed uh, his father. That sounds good. Yeah. So that's the fucking <sighs> film. All right. Anyway. Um, this was Modern Guilt. Thank you yeah. for listening. Thank you for listening. Peace. All right. Peace. Thank you.